Hello everyone welcome to Sauces Talks we have a great show for your Margaret is here. She is one of the most sauce focused guests Johnny has ever booked so it is always nice to have her around. Nary a segment goes by without a sauce mention with her here. Maybe. I really don't know. Unlike most people affiliated with Sauce Talk, Johnny doesn't pay me to listen to the show so I usually just use my processors to do war games shit for Russian hackers during my downtime. Don't tell Johnny. Or anyone. Or yourself. Forget I mentioned this is what I am saying Capiche? On with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back yet again. Another fantastic episode of Sauce Talk. Spoiler alert for now. Uh, but we'll get to more of that later with our extremely uh, esteemed, respected, we're thrilled to have her. All that's hyphenated, so it's okay. Guest on the other line, it's Margaret. Margaret, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing pretty fantastic. I have very little complaint about these days. Uh, eh, anything good lately? <laughs> Eat anything good? Yeah. Oh, I should have remembered. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. Yeah, I've eaten lots of good things lately. Um, should I pick one? <laughs> you can do as many as you want, but like they all better be good. Okay. Um, I had homemade pizza last night. Ooh, homemade and it pizza. Was That's so fantastic. Good. Yeah, it was amazing. You want to talk about that process? Yeah. Sure. It's not totally homemade because I'm not making the dough. But I made the sauce and I cut the toppings and then we assembled the pizzas and they were little, like, you know, tiny baby pizzas. And some of them had, like, olives and onions, and some of them had um, tomatoes from the farmer's market. And some of them had all of it. And some had roasted red peppers, and it was, like, so, so good. That sounds extremely legit. Um, I would, like, to me, as long as you do something more than, oh, we've, we've lost Margaret, ladies and gentlemen. We've had a little bit of technical difficulties. I wonder if we'll try to cut around with us. I had some really good things I was going to say uh, momentarily about this homemade pizza, but it looks like we've got Margaret back. Margaret, how's it going over there? Ugh. Okay, I think I actually hung up on you, and that wasn't enough. Wow, so we don't have technical difficulties. We have a disgruntled guest. <laughs> sorry. She was like, I thought I was going to speak alone for the next 90 minutes, and Johnny seems to have I'm something to say, so I am fucking out. I have... I have a, on, an unfamiliar laptop, um, and I'm struggling with, like, managing my expectations about it. And I was, like, Your trying... Your expectations are that you don't have to not click the close button? <laughs> yeah. What kind of computer well, did like you have before? Low... It just overruled you? Uh, before, I had a 2011 MacBook Pro that my friend Peter Ooh. found in the conference room and then sold to me. Hmm. Uh, so it fell off the truck is what you're saying. Found in a conference room and sold it to you is very suspicious. <laughs> For two hundred dollars in twenty seventeen. It's all profit. Uh, yeah, he, he made a tidy profit. Yeah. Um and it like really couldn't do the job anymore. Um like I couldn't it couldn't do anything. I couldn't like open an email, for example. Um 
So then I had to get a new one. Um, so what low life yeah. did you buy this one from? Uh, it's a, it's called Apple. <laughs> oh, you went straight to the source this time. You didn't just call around and see who had fucking found a bunch of shit in a dumpster and buy it from them. You just called Apple and said, sell me a computer. No, but it was so sad because I like could not figure out how to make my old computer talk to my new computer. So like, I, I assume my stuff isn't lost forever, but like, I don't know how to go to the cloud. Oh, you would, you would think the cloud would would be of no issue. Yeah. Like bought like an actual wire thinking I could connect it with wires, um, but I couldn't. And then I just gave up. 2011 is a long time ago for stuff like that. Who knows? You probably had like a hand crank to get that thing started. You got to find it. Well, my one before that was also a 2011 that I bought in 2011. It's an excellent year for And that one, that one literally like the keypad exploded. (laughs) And where did you get that one? I got that one from the refurbished Apple store. Okay. So, but it did. It lasted like, well, I guess it lasted till 2017. It lasted six years before the keypad exploded. It seems like this janky stolen one is it's kind of the best of the lot so far. It did great. Yeah, yeah. it did great work. I like that. Uh, let's talk a little yeah. bit more about homemade pizzas. Uh, you, you said that uh, were you? I don't know if I would go so far as to say it was like self disparagement, but you were like, I didn't make the dough but made the homemade sauce. Uh, I would say that to me, uh, very expansive view here. Anything more than like I have a frozen pizza. Yeah. And or may, and, and again, if, if I have a frozen pizza and I like, I put some garlic on it or something like that's not making a homemade pizza, but just about anything else is. <clears throat> well, it's close though. Say that again. It's close though. Yeah. yeah you're making, and you can, you can really make that uh, frozen pizza pop with some, with some fun toppings and additions like that. Yeah. But I do think it's interesting. Usually, I think that when people take one ingredient out, it's usually they have a can or jar of sauce, but they make the dough themselves. And I I would bet that of the two, your way is better. I like that. Uh, where, where, Where did you get the dough? I got the dough at Whole Foods. I've um, had that a number of times with Gina. I think that dough is, is just fine. You seem like you're skeptical good. of the dough. You, you didn't like the dough that much? Well, I just... No, I'm into the dough. I liked the dough. It was thin. We mm-hmm. talked about our mutual love of thin crust. Yep. <laughs> it was good. I liked the dough. It was better than the previous dough I'd bought at uh, a grocery store called Mom's. Um, so, it was a good dough. But I think that's a I good... guess it's like... It seems fun to, I guess no one can see me, but pretend I'm tossing a pizza in the air, miming that. Mm-hmm. Like, that part seems fun to do. So, like, when you say you made homemade pizza and then you skip the iconic pizza toss. You um, can still throw the dough around a little I don't bit. Want to paint, want. I don't want to paint a picture. Sure. <laughs> That's yeah. inaccurate. You didn't have, like, the hours-long experience of letting stuff rise and seeing yeah. if it's really twice as big as it used to be and whatnot. Exactly. Homemade pizzas are a really good call, and I like it just about any way you do it. People get those really expensive uh, pizza ovens, and that stuff's really good. But also, anything you make is really good. Make a homemade pizza. You'll do great. I hear it's good to do it on the grill, but I've never been brave enough. I've never done that either. Yeah. I actually was, like, very intimidated to make homemade pizza and have desperately wanted to for years. <laughs> years? <laughs> yeah. I th- and then I finally... 
got the courage um, to do it like this winter because I saw an Instagram influencer make pizza sauce and I was like, I could do that. Um, what went into your sauce? Um, a can of tomato sauce and like a can of crushed tomatoes and then three cloves of garlic some fresh basil that I bought at the farmer's market and my secret ingredient anchovy paste ooh there you go mm-hmm. when you say secret that- ingredient is that such a is that is it a secret ingredient that it's a secret to you is it a secret and that you don't want to tell your child that you're putting fish in it because she's scared of fish or something or, or what kind of thing is that? Well, okay. I guess I, well, I count, I guess I'm a pescatarian, but it's like technically not veggie. Sure. So there's a little shame attached there, but I guess it's also my secret ingredient. Cause that I, that was the sauce I was going to bring to the table. And um, so I kind of, I feel like I messed up because <laughs> you didn't mess up at all. And especially when you hear some of the big announcements we have coming later, perhaps it will only <laughs> seem more relevant that we've done things exactly. I'm just this like way. realizing I could have said a different good food I ate lately. So I wouldn't, you did claim to have three, <laughs> uh, but I, I, I think this is a good one. And I'm excited to hear more about this sauce. We can think of a catchy name. It's just the most recent thing I ate, yeah. I guess. <laughs> and it sounds like it was a good thing. So I think you're doing well. Yeah, it was delicious. Uh, I don't mean to put all these early segments so much on you, but I've got another uh, very you-centered segment here. I haven't prepped you for this, but I would love to learn more about tufting. Tufting? I keep seeing this on Instagram. I've seen it on other people's Instagrams, and now I'm seeing it on yours. I I guess this is a trend. I don't really know much about it. But the the end results always seem extremely cool to me. What what is this? Tufting is when you take yarn. You can hand tuft or you can machine tuft. But you take yarn and you poke it through a a, stretched fabric. And it um, kind of either gives you that like either like shaggy effect if that's the kind of tufting you're doing or a like loop uh effect with the yarn and you can draw pictures you've probably seen like 70s wall art Mm -hmm. with it yes you have an instagram you've seen it because it's like very it's like a very hot um i don't even know material right now um i took a tufting workshop in 2018 and bought all the supplies to do it. And then just a quick four and a half, four years and one month later, <laughs> I, I set it up and did it. Well, it, it's good you're doing it. Um, so yeah. first off, do you, when you say yarn, is it like normal yarn? Like I would picture at a store or is it special tufting yarn? I think that you like, I could, it was having a hard time telling like, they were very like wool forward, like they really pushed wool. But I think that like um, the yarn community is very pro wool and anti acrylic, or like other synthetic yarns. Just like I don't know for the environment, or I I don't know why. Um, 
it's just like giant spools of wool yarn okay. of different colors but i also used some acrylic yarn and that seemed totally fine and maybe like it was bullshit that we have to only use wool because it seemed to work plenty fine um are are you familiar with a podcast called normal gossip i'm obsessed with it uh, I, I, I like that podcast very much. And so I, as I guess I'm not telling you anything, but for the listener, there was an episode in the first season where this dispute over wool versus acrylic and how important it is had many twists and turns as we tried to discover yes. how truly important it was. I suspected you might, uh, it, it, it's a great show. And, uh, yeah. whatever the subject happens to be that week, I learned a lot about that weird subject. And so, uh, that, not that I have any tufting knowledge, but when you started talking about uh, that acrylic wool, I was like, uh-oh, trouble. I know. Yeah. Is, here be dragons. I really like, so the, like, the place that I, like, took my tufting workshop at, like, really colored my listening to that episode because, mm-hmm. I don't know, I just say it's truly a vibe with the <laughs> yarn community. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I was like, what is this place? And, like, why is everyone, it was pre-pandemic, everyone was just very intense and, like, respectful of wool and like, <laughs> um yeah but it's pretty fun it's like literally a gun that you hold um there's like what does it look like, no, like a glue gun or is it bigger how does it compare to that no, much bigger it much looks bigger, like okay. a caulk. it looks a lot like a caulking gun okay cool yeah uh, i would never have guessed that you'd think the wool was so small it would take nothing to jam it through but well, apparently like, there's a lot going it- on in there yeah, there's like a slightly complicated threading situation, depending on the kind of tufting gun you have. I actually have both of them. So what also spurred me is then, as I'm famously always on Facebook Marketplace, as you know, um, and this winter someone was selling a tufting gun, and it was the kind I hadn't bought then three years prior. And I was like, I got to get that gun. No one else can have it, um, even though I've never once used the other one. <laughs> So then I spent like another hundred dollars buying a second tufting gun. And ever since that happened, it's like really been weighing on me. (laughs) (laughs) I have to actually do tufting now. I just really, really didn't want anyone else to have it. (laughs) Uh, Um, Yeah. I I don't mean to go back a segment, but I kind of have to. How come you didn't buy a computer on Facebook Marketplace? I would not trust. um, that's, that's, That's the line. Like, I mean, full-on electronic trusted, devices, you're like, this is not I trusted this my could... friend Peter's found computer, <laughs> but that was a low price. Sure, yeah. Um, it was, like, low risk. Um, I don't know. I Yeah, I didn't trust it. And, I mean, I don't even know how to use this, like, working one. I just feel like things could go wrong. Sure. Also, I, like, thought I was going to have a job that I would need it for at the time, and so it seemed, like, more justifiable. And especially um, more important, you're not accidentally buying like a janky computer that doesn't work. Yeah. Like, like how about we get the real thing class. and not goof around here? Right. But then, as I already told you, that fell through. So now, now I just don't have, have a computer. So yeah. now maybe you can sell this computer on Marketplace and then now find a marginal value here and really come out ahead. I get to watch Netflix at one in the morning and I can't <laughs> sleep. So it's not possible to get rid of it. That's fair. Uh, what kind of art are you interested in making with your uh, incredible tufting guns? Um, okay. Do you, how about, no. let's start with this. Do you work from a pattern or you just do stuff? Well, I like 
draw. So I've only made two tufted pieces in my life because with a four-year span in between them. Sure. Um, here, I can show you the other one. Not that Ooh. the listener can see, but there's my other one. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah. I like that a, a good lot. job. It's, it's, it's bigger break. than I would have guessed, too. Yeah. Um, How big would you estimate that is? I would estimate that to be about a three-by-three three square. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, or you know what? It's 34 inches. That, that's all, so you, that I was measured. a good estimate by you. You almost had it exactly. <laughs> I measured, because like earlier today I had to measure. There's like a frame that it mm -hmm. goes on, and I had to measure that. Um, and like, yeah, I measured it earlier today. Okay. It's 34 inches. Um, so I want to make, I guess, textile art. Um, I like... 10 a while ago not 10 years ago when i was in grad school and then out of grad school i made a bunch of like not functional housewares like i made a bunch of like paper pillows so like you know they weren't used i don't know they, they weren't functional and um like lots i made like lots of paper mache collages of chairs and pillows and like soft items and then whatever years passed and the last couple years I have been like housebound and not making a lot of work but I've had a sewing machine and so I've been actually making pillows oh wow uh, like literal pillows and I'm not like sure if I think of them as art or not mm -hmm. but um so I would like now to make like somewhere between literal pillows and art so I think in my mind, I want to make these, like, tufted pictures, but then I want to stuff them and hang them on the wall. So, like, sort of like paintings you could hug or, like, rest your head on. Um, That's an extremely good goal. That sounds really cool. I mean, hey, I think, like, I don't know. I don't know if I ever want to, like, show art in a gallery again. It's really kind of stupid um, and pointless. Uh, but... I always made work that like people really wanted to touch and like I always did really well with the like child crowd um which was not good because I'm not good at building things so they like stuff gets broken um might technically be dangerous in some ways for children yeah, to so lean on thinking, and such like, it would be cool to have these like things that you could literally lean on and touch um and then like we toured a, a school for Eugenia this spring and she was like so blown away by the gym like she told like everyone not that she doesn't know that many people but like everyone she knew like she's like there is a room with pads on the wall and you can just like run <laughs> as fast as you can into the pads and so i think it would be cool to like have pads on the wall that's great like, have them be i don't know more beautiful uh how long until you have an etsy store that's on this stuff I'm never going to do that. <clears throat> I thought you would say that. It's, so it sounds you you are saying you are you you, you referred to public display of your art is, is pointless, but you also seem like you you wouldn't want to sell it. So it, it seems like you've tried to make this extremely personal just to you. I would sell it. I just don't want to put any work into selling it. I'm okay. offer only. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if somebody shows up at your house with money, you will be willing to take it. Well, like, I also, like, have this, like, Michael, like, <laughs> he calls it, what does he call it? Like, 
my extremely unprofitable dog bed business because I keep <laughs> like I keep making and then giving people dog beds, but they haven't asked for them, and I haven't charged them. It's any awfully money. hard to charge people money for things they don't ask for. Yeah. But my thought was, if I just give enough cool people dog beds, I'll they get good at making them, and, and then like, and those people be could cool. become influencers. Maybe they'll. Yeah. You're working the for exposure, like every good artist. The word, word of mouth. Um, and so I feel like if all the cool people in Baltimore have yeah. a bespoke dog bed, maybe Then the one fucking day, losers in Baltimore will start calling wanting to buy them. Yeah. Um, so I'm like working, like that's a pile of dog beds behind me. Um, and yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Could you combine your dreams? Can you make tufted dog beds? Well, I've thought about that and I believe that a dog's claws Just gonna... would make yuck. Yeah, pull right on it. Sure. Um, I I feel almost certain, but they could like this process is like used for rug making. So I there's like a way to like add a backing and like literally put it on the floor and walk on it. So like dogs walk on rugs. So maybe I don't know. You have foreseen my last question, which is: Is it possible that my grandma made me a tufted rug in the eighties? absolutely possible because i likely. have i was likely. seeing some of this stuff and i was like you know what that looks so much like this weird rug that had like an outdoor scene with like a stream and a goose flying over it and i was like that looks so much I, like it. i wonder if that's where that came from i know my grandma I gave it to me she was in crafty stuff but i don't know if it was that specifically i would guess that was like a latch hook situation which is um you you, you just do it by hand and it's like a sort of plasticky outline and you that's like a, a thin grid and you like sure through and i think that you could buy patterns i don't know if your grandma like would have designed that or definitely would have been from a pattern something like that but yeah, yeah. She, she was into that i, I i'm kind of i kind of think that's what this was yeah so i think that's why I've, i it's seeing it online and then seeing you doing it i was like oh instant attraction to this because that's like oh yeah grandma Rhodes gave me that like before i was old enough to even know what it was and then it was just always in my room it's gone yeah now. Isn't that sad? Yeah, that's just how it works, though. And I, mean, I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't display it in my home now. It would be weird if I was like, oh, yeah, that's my rug I put on top of the other rug in my bedroom that has a goose on, and I don't know exactly where it I came from. I don't think from. that's weird at all. Why would that, not be, why would that be weird? Well, it's good. I, I, maybe I just need to tell myself it is weird because it's gone regardless. I got to say, I would love a rug with a goose on it. It was pretty cool. It was like, uh, I want to say the sky was like tan. So it was maybe an overcast late afternoon, and there was like maybe one to three geese flying, and there were some trees off to the side, and this little curly stream going through the middle. It was nice, and I was always next to my bed, and I would step on that and then climb up into bed. Oh, I remember it fondly. Climb up? Was it a bunk bed or just high? Just high. There, there's a weird story that I'm going to say. This is 100% true, and we're not going to do any follow-ups. I'm going <clears> to <throat> excuse me. Go on to the next segment. From when I was old enough to have my own bed until I was, let's say, I would, I think it was after I moved out of the house to go to college that my bed was finally replaced. But maybe it was when I was like 17 or 18, so into high school. During that entire period, I had a water bed. Whoa. Yeah. Our next segment, uh, I don't want to imply that these are connected maybe i maybe there is a connection between youthful waterbed ownership 
and what I'm about to say. But I just, I'm just going to throw this out. This is another. I'm just throwing this out there. We can get whatever we want out of this. I'll, I will take follow-ups on this. <laughs> I think I should be allowed to drink booze on the train. What do you think of that? You aren't. I, well, it, I don't think so. Um, I'm pretty sure that you can take it on the metro, but not the L. I like, I, believe, I think I should be allowed to take it everywhere. I think when you go to the suburbs, you can drink. I know that's true in Baltimore. Like, if you're taking the Mark to D.C., you can drink on that train. Um, and I have a vivid memory of a lot of drinking on the train out to... I went to a Willie Nelson concert. Um, so that that's, this is just white privilege. It was like, if, the, if it's the white people train... You can drink booze. No, well, yeah, if you're going to see. <laughs> no, I think it's like true. I think just the computer trains you can. But uh, yeah, I agree. You should definitely be able to drink on the train. I would be fine but with like a three strikes and you're out system. But <clears throat> like, did you consider just doing it, though? Uh, yes, but I don't want to. Uh, no. I'm afraid I will get in trouble and I, I follow the rules. But you I could, also, like, put it in another container, but I guess that's sort of shameful. A flask. It, yeah, it is shameful. It is shameful to want to do it as well. Um, but I think <laughs> I it would be, I guess what I really, I would like to be able to do it, but if, and then, like, if my friend is with me, they can do it. But not really anybody else can. Because you don't want it to be, like, drunk. A drunk train. I think most of the trains I've been on in Chicago have been drunk trains. What line are you riding? Red line. The red line? Yeah. That is a drunk train. Or it was 10 years ago. Yeah, it is today, uh. too. And what's especially, I don't know why this is so bad, but sometimes I go up to, there's this brewery in Evanston, in like southern Evanston. And so sometimes I take the red up to the purple. And boy, when you get up to the end of the red line and meet that purple line, boy, is it ever a drunk train. <laughs> yeah. And that so, makes sense. I would have a better time if I was like, hmm. I'm now envisioning like the guy at the baseball game, the vendor walking around selling drinks. I don't think I want that either. But like, what if there was like a locker and if like a vending machine locker and you put the money in and then it would open the door and you could have a drink from in there. But again, like if you fuck up, you don't get to keep doing it. You, you you get put on a list and you don't get to do it anymore. I guess I would just worry about like spills and stuff. Um, and I'm still like masking on public transit, so I wouldn't like that either. So I am still generally mask. I well, not I am still wearing my mask on the train, but I don't. I mostly am doing it because it like if. I see, I see other people doing it, and then I feel like, well, I'm fucking with them if I don't do it. I don't personally, like, I just had COVID. I'm not, I feel like I'm okay for a minute. Um, but I also feel like other people don't know that, and so I don't want them to be uncomfortable because yeah. of me. So I put, I put the mask on when I get on the train. Uh, but I yeah. would be willing to pull it down if I could have sweet, sweet booze when I was on there. Yeah, I miss, I just like miss, I liked, the part of COVID. Well, I didn't like it. I didn't like any part of COVID, but I wish everyone was still doing the ruse where they wore a mask until you got to your table and then took it off and then put it back on. Like, I, I would like that back. And I, I don't know. It's one of the more pleasurable lies we've ever told ourselves is the suggestion that this could possibly <laughs> yeah. be doing anything. 
Yeah. It's like, hey, we, these, but I don't we don't want to close these restaurants. There's no money coming for them, so you got to get out there and go. But also, the COVID's good if you sit in a room with other people all around and wear masks for not the part where you're at the table. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think you should be able to drink on a train, but I do worry about like the stickiness and the spills. Yeah. No sugary drinks. That could be a good, like, okay. How about that? It's, it's no sugary drinks. It's just hard rocks only hard liquor. Yeah. (laughs) All you get, like it's Uh, just airplane bottles and you got it. And here's one of the policies you have to recycle. That's, that's part of it. Oh, wow. See now that now it's getting pretty good, isn't it? Yeah. You know? I'm not against it. I think um, I think it's fine. Do you I'm think? For it. So this would make the train a lot worse in some ways and a lot better in some other ways. Do you think there are better ways to improve the train that might be less directly harmful to society? Well, it has been a minute since I've been on the L. I haven't, um, but yeah, there's definitely ways to improve the train. Like one way would be. Like I, I haven't, I haven't lived here in a long ever. I didn't ride the train with any regularity ever until the last few months. But I am told that the train used to be at least somewhat reliable, and now it is not is at it- all. And it's COVID stuff that there's always people out; they can't get enough um. train engineers or whatever. And so now it's just a roll of the dice every time you go. And then a third of the time, it's like, surprise, motherfucker, 22 minutes for the next train. Yeah. I don't like that. But, I, okay, what if you can only drink booze on the platforms, but it's unlimited and free? And, and again, well, if, if you fuck up. The- oh, go ahead. No, you're really against this. I don't this. like the platform. Okay. Yeah, I'm against that. I feel like I watched like a lot of Law & Order when I was in college. Mm-hmm. And I just feel that platforms are not a safe place. And I wouldn't want to like add a bunch of drinking there because I even now like when I go, like every time I go to New York and I'm on the platform, I'm like, hope today's not the day someone pushes me at the last minute, and like, I'm just like convinced that's gonna happen and happens every day, even though it usually doesn't. I think it's never I, happened to me before, but I fear that, and I also now I don't want to connect this to my stance that maybe we should be allowed to drink unlimited free booze on the platform. But I also am kind of afraid I'm just going to fall on the tracks on my own accord, even without being pushed. Oh, yeah. There are That's many places where it is very narrow, the segment of the platform you get to walk on. And so I don't think it would necessarily yeah. take even any shove for me to slip and fall there. Totally. But also it would be good if there was free drinking there. Well, yeah. Maybe this hard. whole thing is just a death wish. Maybe I want to die, and so I'm trying to find ways to do it. Yeah, but you can do better than that. Like, what do you think are the best ways to die besides choking on a hot dog, which is what I intend to do? <laughs> are you still a vegetarian when that happens? I, uh, like well, right. In the moment, <laughs> no. Like Up to the minute before I start eating the hot dog that kills me, yes. So you're like also just mortified that it's like yeah maybe maybe I'm scared that I oh no I'm eating a hot and that's when I gasp and swallow it and that's the end for me. Um, I don't know, I don't know. I mean, you told me like several podcasts ago about a 
like an app that you could throw up in the air or something. Yeah. You could throw <laughs> the your best app the of all time. They encourage people to break their phones. And I thought, I think I like thought, I don't remember if someone died doing it or I just thought that's where it was going. But I guess the best way to die would be to throw your phone in the air and then have it come back and hit you in the head and knock you out cold. Is that really so different than what I am doing by putting Twitter and Instagram into my brain every day? Am I not literally trying to kill myself with my phone? Oh, my God. I, it's not so different. It's not so different. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't think there's like necessarily a good way to go. Um, but there's definitely bad ways. Um, maybe that could be a recurring segment. I'll just start asking every guest how they want to die. And then I'll try to intimate that I can make this happen for them. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I'd have to think about it. Um, yeah. Well, I think we, we got all the, uh, uh, here's one more thing I want to say for the listener. Uh, I just recently released an episode last week with a friend of the podcast, uh, Gina Rochelle. And on that episode, now I have, I have a, a, a beautiful touch when it comes to the editing machine. And I got that edit down good. So the listener doesn't know that I did a segment with the title. I should be allowed to drink booze on the train last week as well. And, and you edited it out? I would estimate it went 1% worse than this one. Not very really? interesting. None of my jokes really landed. This one's staying in because I, I, I got to get this thing off of my list of segments. But I think well, you think I should learn a lesson here and be like, if you do a segment that is, if I do a segment that is mostly me talking about an idea I have, and it doesn't work, that probably doesn't mean it's the guest's fault, right? Probably means it's a bad idea for a segment. Or you're just like a comedian honing his craft, working it stuff out on Ooh. the road. Um, so you're saying you, I should do this again next time. <laughs> if I, I keep doing the I should be allowed to drink booze on the train segment, eventually it will be good. So I don't usually listen to Sauce Talk. No offense. Always <laughs> nice to meet a fan. Um unless i'm on it i only because i have like no time i'm always around my kids and they're like at an age where they can hear and you you just swear too much um agree and um i just have like no time and anytime i have for podcasts i have to listen to normal gossip or uh bachelor podcasts um (laughs) i'm not with you on the bachelor podcast but boy do i love normal gossip Today I was tufting and I'd already caught up on normal gossip and I was like, I'm going to check out Sauce Talk and I listened to most of you and Gina. Hey, there you go. So I was very excited when you started talking about it. <laughs> I was like, I can talk. I can relate. I heard most of that, but I did not hear the talk about drinking on the train. Think how good the segment might have gone if I'd left it in. You would have been prepped. You could have had like oh my God. starky oh. comments written in advance. Yeah. I like it. But, like, before I learned about Normal Gossip, one of my friends asked me for podcast recommendations, and I remember being, like, mortified to realize. I was like, I literally only listen to my own episodes of Sauce Talk (laughs) (laughs) and Bachelor Recap shows. (laughs) You need some podcasts. Let me recommend some shows I've been on. You don't need anything else. Four different episodes of this one podcast. (laughs) Let me tell you, all the other ones fucking suck. But it's been good, I don't know, nine times, 12 times, something like that. (laughs) <laughs> I was like, yeah, I, but 
anyway. But you know, now I'm a fan. So maybe I'll, I'll tune in. Uh, maybe I'll tune in next week. Not recommended. It's time for our next segment. <laughs> Margaret, what sauce are you bringing to the table this week? Well, it's already been spoiled. But what? I'm bringing, I'm bringing anchovy paste, which is not exactly a sauce. I think if you used it as a sauce, you would be disgusting. You'd be sad. I don't think, yeah, I don't think you want that. It is thick, and you only need a little bit. Um, but I'm bringing anchovy paste, which is sauce adjacent. And if you just add it to your pizza sauce or pastas, it's going to make it taste so good. And people who are eating your food are going to be like, there's a real depth of flavor here. And you're going to feel super-duper proud. But like, also know it's actually just that you squeezed a little bit of anchovy paste into it. That's a really dynamite tip. Anything that low effort that also gets you that credit, and then you can just be like, oh, thank you. I'm glad to hear that. And you just like, don't even fucking tell them. I'm an excellent cook. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I just did an extra good job. You know, I've been hearing that a lot lately. And you just walk out of the room, and they just sit there stewing in that sauce, loving it. It's so good. It really, like, really adds a lot to other sauces. Depth of flavor. It's like a friend of sauces. Friend of sauces. Let me make a note of that. I like that turn of phrase. Uh, unrelated, let's go on to our next segment. I think I'm uh, about done with the concept and name of the podcast. What? I am ready to move on to the next thing. I'm not saying I want to stop the podcast. I want to keep the podcast. But... When I told you I'm going to ask you what sauce you were bringing to the table, were you, ex- were you excited to think about it? Or were you like, damn, I've done this so... so many times before? This is literally the first time I've thought of it before the moment you asked me. You mm. always tell me to, but I never, ever, ever <laughs> <laughs> So, mate, you're but... saying you're just now getting up to speed with sauce talk, and now I'm pulling that like, away. Well, as I just mentioned that I don't listen to the show. Good point. Maybe maybe you do better um, if you listen to her. So that's a good for those listeners out but, there. If you want to be a better guest, do like Margaret start listening every time. Let me ask you this: Would you say it's fair to say that I was um, instrumental in the theme of sauce talk? Well, I actually do. Did, you absolutely Perhaps were. Instru- you can say that again. Perhaps even like the architect of this architect feel strong now i haven't this is this is a backward segment because i've been thinking about this uh for a little bit and then i thought as a fun way to get around it i'm going to say my memory of how we got the name and concept of sauce talk and then i'm gonna go back because i'm pretty confident i know what episode it happened on I'm going to go back and find the clip where it happened, <laughs> and then I'm going to drop it in here, and we're going to see how good my memory is. Okay. So, but I before thought- that, I would, how about we start with that? Why don't you tell me how Sauce Talk came to be? Uh, since you're the okay. architect, you'll be able to do this with the greatest of ease. As far as I know, you, you, you like one time recorded like a very long podcast for your friends um your text chain i don't know what you guys were then were called then um 
for maybe like for a road trip or something, like an hours long document. This is a much more in depth uh, recollection, but that that is correct. That that is how it started. I never in a million years thought you would have had any of that. Well, so I believe that happened, and maybe that got you like a toe in the podcasting world. You liked this, so then you started doing like podcasts, interviewing your friends, and I think you had Michael on. Um, I don't remember what you talked about. I doubt I listened to it. <laughs> I might have, though. Uh, I probably did if it was Michael, but maybe not. And then I believe that you and me and Michael got drinks in St. Paul, Minnesota. And I believe that I told you I wanted to go on your podcast and I wanted to talk about Subway. And I wanted, I believe I told you that I wanted to talk about the sauces. Specifically at Subway. sauces. That is accurate. I yes. specifically wanted to talk about the sauces at Subway. And then you had me on as a guest and we um, had both eaten Subway. It was a different I know time. I went to like Subway's official uh, website and we talked about sauce for a long time. Uh, can I, I want to say, then, didn't we have, didn't, oh. wasn't there an issue where you got the wrong website? Didn't you get like Subway International and some of the sauces were weird? I completely forgot about that, but I think we had like yeah, a disparity like between. Fans. I think I got some fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was like. It was like a Brazilian fan site where the guy was writing his own descriptions of the sauces. Yeah. That yeah. was amazing. So Go actually, back and listen to that. Way better than this episode. Yeah. Um, and I don't know what happened. I, I don't remember what your podcast was called then, but I think it was called something like Johnny's something or Johnny does talk. Uh, I don't Johnny know. Johnny does talk. Let me write that down. That could be the new <laughs> podcast. It was called something like not searchable. True. Um, I don't remember. And then Michael told me. For the listener, we do have Margaret frozen on my screen now, right at the apex of the story. Are you still oh there, God. Margaret? You froze for Okay, I, you're good. You were just saying Michael told me and you cut out. That you were still talking about my appearance, like on the next episode. And then I come to find out a little later, you've changed the name of the podcast to Sauce Talk. So, uh, yeah, I think I invented Sauce Talk. I, I think you've got 85% of the story exactly right. Uh, I will confirm lots of parts of this and fill in some slight details. The podcast first started, I was driving and wanted to do a podcast and I recorded a bunch of stuff in the car. And I just jammed it all out there and said, here you go and listen if you want. People were nice enough. And then later I uh, said I had a weekly fantasy football recap email. And then eventually I would send out every week and be like, here's what happened in the fantasy football league. And then I was uh-huh. like, you know what? This should just be a podcast instead of an email. And so I'll just say all this stuff I was going to write. And then I was like, well, this is boring, and no one wants to hear me just say a bunch of numbers. I'll have a guest from the league every week, and we'll talk about it. And then, over time, I came to where I didn't like fantasy football or football at all anymore, but I still liked the doing the other parts. And so we would talk less and less about the football part would shrink every week, and I would complain about having to do it, and the everything else part would get bigger. And then eventually... All the fantasy football stuff was gone, but it was still called the Peers Pub Remembrance League podcast. I think that's PPRL pod, I want to say is what it was. And, that uh, is on. 
which is unsearchable and has no connection to the actual content of the show. And so then we had our incredible meeting where everything changed forever. Uh, the podcast history was made. It really and was. You said you were the first person to ever say I want to be on the podcast, and it was it was a great moment because before that I ever I always thought I was twisting everyone's arm and they were very upset. But you're like, hey, motherfucker, put me on the show. I'll do a good job. I want to talk about subway like, sauces. Michael? You want to talk to Michael? <laughs> and so then we had our episode, and it was great. And then I believe, and this is where I, I believe Mike and I did a two-part episode. And in the second part, I, we were, this is, this will be the clip I go find. But I think I had even mentioned, like, I kind of want to, I, I want a new name for the show. I want an actual direction that makes sense. And then I believe I used the phrase in talking to Mike, sauce talk. And I think it was in saying, like, last, you know, maybe the show, maybe there should be more sauce talk like there was last week. And as soon as I said sauce talk, I was like, that's actually correct. Sauce talk is both a great concept that, again, initiated by you and a uh, catchy name for a show. I hear about sauce talk. I I guess my question would be, why would you want to change the name of your show? I don't think, first off, we don't have that much sauce talk. And I also am concerned that people might be a little talked out in terms of sauce. There's only but so you can many keep sauce. the title. So you think I should keep calling it sauce talk and just not ask people what sauce they're bringing to the table each week? I think it, maybe it could be like sauce optional. <laughs> now we did have, we do have Johnny does uh, talk and friend of sauces. Pretty strong. <laughs> wow. So once again, my labor being exploited, but exploited, exploited. <laughs> really? That's, that's, that's the term there, huh? You know, creatives are always asked to work for free. Um, no, I think... Can we we take a quick break and interpret what you think I get paid for this podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Because if your guess is uh, the fee for... The yearly fee for SoundCloud every year (laughs) plus the equipment, then you're right. That's how much I get paid. It's a big negative. (laughs) Well, yeah. Nonetheless, um, I'm not being paid either. (laughs) I am Uh, one of the few podcasts that can really justify not paying the guests. Most of them ought to be, but it would make no sense if I started shooting people 20 bucks to come on. That would, that would, let me tell you, you think this podcast doesn't come out very frequently now. You just wait till I have to start paying people. (laughs) I don't expect payment. I expect credit. Um, Or sauce. I could start sending jars of sauce to people. Yeah, I do expect sauce. But you probably like Grubhub it and it would cost you so much. <laughs> <laughs> it would be like insanely expensive. And, and the poor drivers would be so pissed when I was like, go to the store, <laughs> buy a little jar of Harissa, take it to Margaret's yeah. house, give it to her. <laughs> so mean. Um, I don't remember what I was going to say. Uh, just that you have name recognition. And like, I know that I have brought you tens of listeners, maybe more, maybe even twenties of listeners. But that's only the episodes you're on, right? But I Because you directly help. tell them not to listen to any others. I don't say that directly. It, it's implied. 
I've never, I don't believe I've ever promoted You say there are 14 great episodes of a show called Sauce Talk. Let me show you which There's ones. No if you want to do anything more with this, that's up to you. Well, I don't know. I just think you would affect your personal brand if you change the name. Um, and I think you can stop talking about sauce and still call it Sauce Talk because the sauce could be anything. Like maybe the sauce is getting sauced on the train. Maybe. It could also be the sauce is like the tea. And so this is what we're talking about. Yeah. The sauce is the tea. Yeah. So I'm like when I'm talking about it, it is the sauce. Yeah. Am I trying to think of a G-Love and special sauce joke? But it's... <laughs> there, <laughs> there's, there is none. Um, anyway, I think um, maybe you're experiencing burnout. But I think you'd be a fool to give up everything you've built. Unless you have, like, just some amazing title that I don't... Can you, in one sentence, state what you think I have built with Sauce Talk? Do you think I will lose my four listeners if I change the name? I think that there's, like, weirdos out there who are listening to your podcast. I have been told by... I I think you are right about that. Yeah. And then you don't want to hanging. Okay, you're really making me reconsider this because honestly, I did not introduce this as a thing where I was going to try to get advice from you on whether I should do it. I was just going I was going to give you the first crack at seeing if we landed on a new name and concept because I oh, thought it was just done. I thought you were going to say if you want me to start my own podcast and call it Sauce Talk. That's is that fine. is that on the table? I I I would like that actually, yeah. <laughs> uh no, if this was not on the podcast, but you have to stop tufting. All your tufting times going into podcasting now. I literally could not get my camera or mic to turn on for so long. <laughs> I don't think it's in the cards for me, but maybe I can send you some Amazon affiliate links for uh, microphones and cables and stuff you should buy. Wow, and that will be the single greatest income spike in Sauce Talk history when I get oh, eleven. So when like I get eleven Cody? cents, yeah. Well, maybe I will. I do like spending money on things I'm not going to use there you for go. a super long time. That's what's smart. That's it. <laughs> you buy the microphone now. In 2027, you start doing the podcast. Think how great you'll be. Yeah, and it's good to be way behind the trend. I did that with the tufting as well. And if I could be like the last person to get a podcast, I think that's <laughs> just the right time to get into. I like it a lot. And I will say that I am now seriously reconsidering. I Okay, what about what about this? This is my last argument. I like the art very much for the show, but if I got a new title, we could have new art. Why do you need a new title though? You think I should okay, I mean I could just Okay, combine everything. Will you make a giant poster of Sauce Talk and then take a picture of it? and send it to me and then that's the art you could tuft it that would be an enormous amount of work don't do that um yeah you're out on this you refuse you're, you're like i gave you your fucking concept you don't need anything else no it's not that i don't want to i just like it sometimes takes me four years to do things i'm that's worried fair. i'm worried about executing on time i can sure try i can uh, sure try uh i don't devote your time to this i also do feel like i we have to acknowledge the art is very strong. And you seem to be something of a sauce talk historian. 
do you know who made the art? It's not um, me. I gotta look at the art. Hang on. I know it's like red. Oh yeah, that is good art. Yes. Um, was it someone from your text chain? Yes. Um, was it Bill? No. I don't. <laughs> it was Pat. Uh, Pat. Okay, made it was that. Pat. Yep. I don't know why I was like Bill. Probably likes Prego. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I I think I had it at one point. I probably have it if I scroll back far enough. But I be, if my memory there is that Pat volunteered to make when we said we're doing sauce talk. He's like he made the art, the previous art, for the previous version of the podcast, and it was nice of to say, "I'll make something new. Do you have any ideas?" And then I took a legal pad and drew like a square, and said like, "Here's ranch. Here's barbecue. Here's spaghetti sauce. Here's." I don't even know mayo maybe, and then I said yellow scripty font, uh, going from bottom left to top right, and within like an hour he's just like bam, and it was there. It yeah, was done. You, you did perfect a great execution. Job. Yeah. Uh, what if you just changed like the background colors? Would that give you what you need to feel brand new? Do you think this is my sauce talk midlife crisis? You think that's what it is? I'm thinking maybe you've relocated. New year, new me. You're like. I don't want to be Minnesota Sauce Talk anymore. I'm Chicago. Yeah, I feel like whatever. it's time for Sauce Talk. We've already talked about hot forward. dogs. It's not. It's not. If anything, you should go deeper into sauce. So I should do more sauce segments. <laughs> three every week, the guest has to bring three sauces to talk about. <laughs> At, maybe Friends of Sauce really is where you need to go, and you need to ask people what they like to add to their sauce. To, to <laughs> Boy, that's narrow. It's like every third episode is going to correctly be anchovy paste. It's like there's not that many. Like, like sometimes my sauce like, is too thick, I add water. Sometimes it's too thin, I add cornstarch. Sometimes it doesn't yeah. have that depth of flavor, so I add anchovy paste. And it's just on loop week after week. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think you've got a great concept. I wouldn't change it for the world. Yeah. But maybe something will come to you. But, like, why can't you just have two podcasts? I barely have one podcast. This thing comes out I think, a very interesting. You'd be a fool to give this up. You'd be a fool. You've worked so hard. I will sell you the rights to Sauce Talk for $1,000. That's Mike is an attorney. He is not allowed to get involved and look at the deal. Just you. But you get everything. I'm unwilling. That includes the microphone and my computer. Okay, I do. Uh, that's interesting. <laughs> I heard your computer almost got knocked to the ground recently. Though. I did almost smash my computer on accident before we started, but that didn't happen. So it's actually in great shape. It's only five years old. Cords are tricky, man. Yeah, fuck cords. Yeah. <laughs> I kept stepping on my tufting cord and the yarn, and it was like, I kept thinking I broke my machine, and then I was like, nope, you're just stepping on it again. <laughs> I don't think you should do this, but I support you in whatever you do. And if you, I will uh, definitely at least occasionally threaten to steal the concept from you rightfully if you give it up. Bing. So I did some digging and I have some clips. We're going to evaluate the truthfulness, the accuracy of our memory in regards to these important uh, seminal sauce talk events. Uh, to begin with. Uh, I should note 
that if you try to look this up on SoundCloud or via your podcast app, you'll notice that the first several episodes of Sauce Talk are all dated, I want to say November 26th, 2019. That's basically the back catalog that I thought was in good enough shape to upload when I started that project of keeping them available long term. Uh, And so they all went up on the same date, so they're all reflective of that. So those dates are not accurate. The actual date of episode 50, Margaret and Subway Sauces, is June 22nd, 2018. It's a long time ago, but it's also not that long ago. Uh, But this is episode 50, a fact that I realized after we recorded, so that was fun. And there is, helpfully, a segment on that episode in which Margaret and I discuss how she came to be on the episode. Let's listen to that now. Uh, Margaret, could I ask you, why, why, why are you on the podcast today? Um, I've asked to be on the podcast. <laughs> That's true. Because I have a lot, a lot of opinions about sauces. When Margaret uh, and Mike were here in the Twin Cities, they were nice enough to come and visit me. And we hung out for an evening, and it was a good time. And during our conversation, Margaret was expressed interest in being on the podcast. And then she said, oh, yeah, one time, talked about condiments. That was cool. And then we got to talk. And yeah. then Margaret mentioned she has a lot of hot takes, as it might be, <laughs> on the sauces that you can get at Subway. Yeah. I would say that's a pretty good memory by us in general, right? Uh, we, we pretty concretely recalled that we had hung out in St. Paul. Margaret said, you talk about condiments on the show. I want to come on and talk about Subway sauces. It'll be fun. And then lo and behold, she did, and it was. Great. Nailed it. That's where things completely fall apart, unfortunately. Uh, Mike is not on the show the next week. In fact, he isn't on the show again until uh, October 18th, 2018. Months later, there's several episodes in between, and here's the bad part. Mike and I don't talk about Subway sauces or any sauce on that episode. It's just a normal episode. I want to say that's episode 55, but I don't have that in my notes, but that's not especially important. What is important is we don't talk about sauce in the episode that took place several months after the Margaret episode. Sauce Talk doesn't arise until episode 60, part 2, which comes out September 26th, 2019, well over a year after the initial Margaret and Subway Sauces episode. Uh, Memory is a fickle thing, friends. I didn't like seeing this. makes me feel bad about my brain. But whatever, either way, uh, fortunately, the, the Sauce Talk conversation does exist. Let's take a listen. Final, largest, most important segment of the podcast is a discussion of the last time Margaret was on the podcast and how we talked about Subway sauces. Are you ready to discuss this? This is very important, yes. Okay. Do you remember what uh, happened when Margaret was on the podcast? I remember that you guys did a a condiment draft or a subway sauce draft is that right i think i don't know if we had a draft now i will say separately 
one time, I think Lee and I had a condiment draft. Yes. Okay. I think I'm mixing them up. You talked a lot about Subway sauces. There's been a lot of sauce talk on this. Sauce talk. (laughs) Possible new name of the podcast. Love it. Excuse me while I write down sauce talk in large letters on my notes there. Sauce talk. Kind of a fantastic name. There you have it. That's the full history. Now you know everything. You are a sauce talk expert. And I, my one request, please do not actually attempt to evaluate our intellectual property right claims in the replies to this. No need to go down that road. If Margaret wants to buy sauce talk, she'll do so, and that's fine. That's all we need to know. On with the show. Bing! A next segment, friend of the podcast, a seagull attacked you recently, I am told. Is that true? It's true. So far, I'm very uh, pro-seagull, depending on how you tell this story, based on our most recent interactions. Okay. Yeah. I was attacked by a seagull recently. Uh, and it was pretty scary, to be honest. Uh, I was in Portland, Maine, which... Uh, is awesome. Everyone should go there. That's like a pre-plug. You know, if you can afford it or whatever, or you're interested. But there's <laughs> there's a lot of seagulls in Portland, Maine. Yeah. To, for the listener, as the most unprofessional podcast host of all time, who, by the way, is threatening to sue the guest <laughs> for stealing his concepts that he didn't create, <laughs> I started to say something, and then I made a really goofy face and made Margaret laugh in the middle of that, which I can't – or I mean, I guess I could have said a racial slur, but short of that, I think it's the worst <laughs> thing you can do on a podcast is to, like, intentionally but without audio distract the guest. I apologize for doing that. Please, I hear there's a lot of seagulls in Portland, Maine. I got, like, nervous saying everyone should go to Portland, Maine because it feels, like, not inclusive or something. I don't know. But I had a great time. I don't usually visit places where I'm like, oh, I want to come back. But I was like, oh, I'm coming back to Portland, Maine. Um, anyway. Oh, I, mean, I hear there's like, a seagull who disagrees with your perspective here. There's seagulls so don't everywhere. Come back. They're, like, they're, like, kind of funny. And they're, like, always on trash cans and, like, around. And I was like, ah, let me take pictures of seagulls being naughty. Um, didn't think much of it. And then I went to this amazing lobster shack that was, like, on these cliffs on the ocean between two lighthouses. It was, like, very picturesque. Um, and I didn't get lobster. I had lobster earlier. Uh, it's just... Actually, you totally irrelevant. Need multiple but, lobster meals in a day, probably. Let me tell you, I didn't think I ate lobster because I um, thought it was unethical. But it turns out I do eat lobster if I'm in Maine, and I'm just an asshole. But I was just too full to eat the lobster this at this day because I had already eaten lobster. That lobster who didn't want to be um, in the pot was instead in your stomach, so you couldn't be couldn't have any more. Yeah. Anyway, so I went, we went to this, like, amazing, it was, like, picnic tables on a bluff on the ocean. It was, like, so amazing. I ordered clam chowder, which I hate clam chowder, but I was, like, I bet clam chowder in Maine on the ocean is good. And I ordered clam cakes, and I ordered french fries. And there was, like, several seagulls around, but they were, like, kind of on light posts, like, maybe, I don't know, 10 feet away from our picnic table. We had been traveling in groups, um, 
I have to take. I'll be. I'll be right back. What? Should I just? I have to take Gina a weed gummy. I'll be right back. This is has. We'll see if this stays in. I apologize. Such unprofessionalism. That's and fine. Water. Great. <laughs> Margaret, if you could fill some of this dead air, that'd be great. Oh, I'm just reading my Instagram DMs right now, guys. Um, I recently put out a poll to see what children's books I should read, chapter books I should read to my daughter, because she's at chapter book age, and people are in my inbox telling me what to read. Everybody Loves Matilda, the BFG... Mixed up files of Miss Basil E. Frankenweiler, which is my very favorite. Um, yeah, I'm just responding. Someone just told me to read the Phantom Tollbooth. Phantom Tollbooth so. kicks ass. It's got that cool dog with a clock. It's a watchdog. Also, from my Instagram report, it looks like Katie Thurston and her boyfriend John are no longer together for all you bachelor heads. I was real okay. nervous with Katie Thurston from someone I was supposed to know for a second there. And I was like, uh-oh, that name fell right out of my head because I have no idea who that is. I just, like, can't be alone with my thoughts at any point, so I had to immediately open Instagram. That's fair. Um, uh, quick aside for the listener, I apologize for the delay there, but Gina demanded I take her some water and a weed gummy, and uh, <laughs> we have to get this podcast going because uh, she only wanted a half, and I took the other half. And I, there are very few hard and fast rules that come with sauce talk. But one of them is I don't do weed before I do the show because it's not going to be good for the show. So you got to get out of this podcast before the effects become noticeable. Oh, wow. So there's a fucking hard clock now. Wow. What's going to happen? You don't even want to know. I know. You know what? What? I'm just going to use this moment to say that I hate it in TV when they do like an episode where someone's on drugs or like on drugs unknowingly. Every time that happens, I get so mad. Tell me about that. Not because I'm anti-drug. It's just like a very boring plot device and I'm sick of it. I don't want to see it ever again. But has, has that it ever been said, good? never once. No, probably once. Maybe not. I can't think of any right now. Can you? Yes. Of course you can. What about the episode of uh, Girls where she accidentally takes crack? I forgot about that. It's pretty good. Well, maybe it has been good once. Once. I'm going to have to rewatch that episode. Exception that proves the rule. Yeah. I'm pro girls, anti Lena Dunham. Right there with you. Oh, anti the last season, too. I don't remember what happened. She, oh, I kind of like Hannah got pregnant. Had a baby. Weird. Yeah. Well, I liked the end. I liked how the last episode was like really boring, and it was like just her breastfeeding. Because I, um, whatever. I feel like everyone just was like very rude to her about her body the whole time. And hated it. So I was like, good for you. Yeah. Like, go ahead and have this be your last episode of TV. But just throw, before you go on, real quick, should we could switch. Girls Rewatch podcast 
You can, be, you, can be, you can be the guest every week. Actually, no, okay, you're the host. I'm the guest every week. Wow. Yeah. Um. I bet okay. it's hold up, held up just horribly, except for the crack accident. Everything else is really bad. No, I think it probably holds up pretty good. I don't know. I mean, I loved it so much. I loved most of it so much in the moment. I, but again, I hated Lena's everyone. Held it. Up. it was like hard to. I don't know. Yeah. I guess I would like to see it as like a, no longer a girl myself. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd rewatch that. Okay, so next, anyway, Pat, if you could I make some like, art. But I would like it if, um, yeah, could you make it like so, like Lena Dunham's back with her tattoos, but then put John and I somewhere in there? Oh, and, and as like we're the tattoos, uh-huh. tattooed versions of us on her back in like the fairy yeah. tale shit. That's a good yeah, idea. Yeah, we're talking about. Um, this will be really easy. So try to get that to me by tonight. <laughs> yeah, but I yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't remember the show well enough to say much more about it, but I remember those thoughts. Um, but anyway, yeah, I don't like it when TV shows do that. But I would like to watch you suddenly be on weed. Yeah. So. Well, you're never going to see it because we're going to get out of here in plenty of time. Wow. So you ate a whole lobster and then a bunch of clams. And I ate some lobster rolls. Anyway, they were like, watch out for the seagulls. the seagulls were eyeing you the whole time. The seagulls were circling and they were creepy. Also, it was like pretty cold. So it was like already like, oh, and there was no phone reception. So it was already like, like it was amazing. But I was also like a bit on edge because I was freezing and my phone like had no reception and was about to die. What is the um, weather like up that way this time of year? And I wasn't with my family. I was with my friends. Um, the weather was like perfect during the day and a little cold at night. Okay. Um, it was good, but it was like kind of weird. Well, did they? Was, was that like was normal like, for there, or was it like unseasonably cool? I didn't do any research. It's okay. just what the weather app told me it was going to be, and then sure enough. That's what it was. You didn't uh, ask the, sne- made, the seagull made, that tried to bite your eyeball out? It made for difficult packing. Oh, sure. You need um, a lot of clothes, yeah. That sucks. Yeah. Especially with little but kids anyway, running around, yeah. Packing, like groups to get their trays of food, walking in groups. And my, but I got, because I didn't get lobster, I just got like the soup and the clam and the fries. My number got called earlier. And I thought that it wouldn't matter if I went alone to go get my food. And I went alone and I got my tray and I was walking back and a seagull swooped down at me and hit my head and was like, ah! Hit and your head? It hit my head and then it like went for the tray and like to try and get the french fries and I was like, ah! And I, I managed to hold on to the tray. But Didn't I, dro- not I, dropping everything is incredible. I kind of like threw it up and like my clam cake went flying, my fries went flying, my spoon. Somehow my soup survived. Um, but it was very scary. And this whole table, like my whole table, people were just like, like mortified, like for me. Um, like everyone was just like, are you okay? And I was very, very shaken up because a seagull hit my head and stole my fries. My friends did buy me another clam cake, but it was like hard to enjoy. And then I just 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 scared the whole time looking around. I didn't eat a single French fry either. I was like, I'm not going for the fries. They want those. Um, it was very scary. They're big. Yeah, they absolutely can be. 
And uh, there was this table, like, older, rich-looking, like, um, I don't know, I would make a guess about their political affiliation people, and they were laughing at me. Fuck off. That sucks. And they were all eating lobsters. That's, that's... So, that was my seagull attack, but that being said, I would go back to that uh, lobster shack at any point. I just would probably not get fries, and I would travel in groups. <laughs> I... You, you, it, if the the seagull wants to dive bomb and go at the food, obviously that's terrible and it's very uncomfortable. But the thought that the seagull might just crash into your head is horrifying. <laughs> like I didn't really think that was on the table. I didn't like it at all. It's not even the first time a bird has hit my head. I, I just didn't like it. I'll hear about that. <laughs> there, there's no other story. Just like one time I was walking home from work when I lived in Chicago and a bird like flew into my head, like in Seinfeld. That's where I was going next. Is like there yeah. is that whole Seinfeld concept of how like we have a deal with the birds. And that is it's honestly fair. what it feels like. If you want to come fuck with me, that's one thing. But clearly you don't just fly into my head and see what happens. Like if you do yeah, that, I then I'm, I can start punching birds out of the sky if I want to. I was wondering because I had been mocking a seagull like an hour earlier. Who was you like, think word got around? I was like, is that the same seagull? <laughs> he like saw me take this picture and yeah, and I got attacked. You really got attacked. Like, that's crazy. I had, I will go ahead and mention I was walking earlier today and I saw a big sign that said, all caps, caution attacking birds. But, and I thought that was pretty good. That's nothing. Like, the idea that, like, I was concerned for a second. Again, I thought you were going to say you were attacked by birds. You were sitting at a table, and, like, one flew down and took two French flies, French fries and flew away. And that couldn't no, be further from the truth. It. You were it successfully waited. attacked. It was watching our group. We were all together, and it waited for me to detach it, from it, the group. It, it, it found the weak food. link and separated Yes, because everyone else was... Yes, it was yeah. quite scary. You were like the gazelle with the bum leg in the African savanna, and they were just yeah. waiting to get you away from the pack. But one thing I did like was our my friend Bernie, um, after the attack, went to like the scene and picked up every French fry because he was like, he's not getting these fries. I, I like that a lot. I honestly did wonder I was like, about wow, that. Yeah. I would never have done that, but I really do appreciate it because I don't want that seagull to It's have not even fries. spite. It's just fairness. Like it yeah. was a spite if it were unjust or unearned, but no, for real, fuck you. You don't get these. Yeah, that's don't, not Don't get the idea these. this is an effective tactic for you. Exactly. Hope you fucking busted your wing or something. Yeah, my heavy head. Oh. Yeah, so that's my seagull attack story. It's a really good seagull attack story. As seagull attack stories go, <laughs> I bet that is a top 5% seagull attack stories. Cause I bet most oh, I of also the time. Think... Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I also think it happened because several years ago, my good friend, also named John, had a sandwich stolen by a seagull. And I mocked him like relentlessly for a mm. long time. So I do think perhaps uh, I got my comeuppance. Have you have you told him this story? I didn't privately tell him, but I I uh, put it on my Instagram stories. So in theory, he knows. Do you think in any way you need to try to make amends here? To John or to Seagulls? I you got nothing to say to Seagulls. I suggest you don't ever <laughs> talk to them again. 
Yeah, to John. <laughs> no, I I would mock him again. <laughs> you? Why? <laughs> you of all people should know. <laughs> it's just funny to think about. <laughs> he was eating a sandwich. <laughs> Well, I, I hope he hears this somehow, and he's like, you know what else is funny to think about? Margaret's dumb old head got plowed into by a seagull. Hilarious. Wait, I'll tell him. I'll tell him when the time is right. Yeah. Well, Margaret, we have time for just one final segment. Do you have anything you'd like to plug? I do. Um, related to my main trip, I have three quick notes of things I want to plug. Oh boy. I want to plug boats. Being on a boat. It's really fun. I want to specifically plug Odyssey Whale Watching Ooh. as a company. I went on a whale watching cruise. I did not see any whales. I saw a porpoise. It was a magical four hour journey, even without seeing whales. And what really sold me was. On the boat, they had a concession stand, and I was, like, getting ready to spend all my money, and it was very, very fairly priced. Everything cost a dollar. Wow. I know. So I was like, these are honest whalers. (laughs) 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 Although, like, the ticket to the cruise was not cheap. But I felt, I was, like, sure it was going to be, like, you know, give me all your money. What are you going to do? You're on a boat. They literally took you out to sea and then... Decided yeah. to set the but prices. But then they were like, no, you can get these Cheez-Its for a dollar. This That's water really bottle cool. is only a dollar. So I do have to um, plug them. And then my final plug is just friendship. Um, <laughs> I, like, is that the name of the boat? No. I just like, we were there for like a wedding, like a college, a college friend of mine's wedding. So there were like a lot of people I've been friends with for years and it was like, very fun to see them, and I hadn't seen anyone in years because of the pandemic. And I was like, wow, hanging out with people. Good idea. You had fun. I'm friends with. Feels, Sounds great. Feels really good, <laughs> even if you do get attacked by a seagull. So that folks. really proves the whole thing. Yeah. If, if you don't, uh, yeah. Imagine how good a time you'd had if you hadn't been attacked by the seagull. I know. I still would have been cold, but yeah, it would have been okay. fine. <laughs> I have a couple notes here we have to hit real quick before we miss them. First off, uh, I did neglect to mention earlier that when you were, you said that you were going up to pick up your food. No, before you even went, ordered your food, you were like taking pictures and seeing stuff. And you said you were taking pictures of seagulls being naughty. Seagulls being naughty could be the new concept for the podcast. That's that's the new contender. We'll see if it's. I've done it again. That is not as good of a title as Sauce Talk. Oh, maybe we'll let the market decide. (laughs) Uh, And then, do you want to hear a bad joke? Yes. Okay, so you said uh, when you went out on the boat, you didn't see a whale. Is that correct? Well, I think technically the porpoises were whales, but like they were only. Apparently, they're like about 130 pounds. So I feel like that's a person. That's fair. Yeah. So I was you, looking uh, for scale. But so you, you saw a porpoise. I saw two porpoises. They were amazing. Okay. Uh, that reminds me, the other day, I went to the bar and I went up and I, I, I ordered a drink. 
And they were like, we're all out of drinks. All we got is sand. And I was like, dang, okay. I'll take that. And I, so I, I ordered a glass of sand and I went back to the, the bar and I, I drank it and it was rough getting it down. And then after a little while, I still felt that familiar feeling. So I went on back and I, I went into the urinal and I looked down and boy, did I see a poor piss. <laughs> Do you like that? That worthwhile? Uh, Can we say that somehow the gummy has already hit me and that's why I felt it necessary to go through all that? I don't think that's true. Is that a joke that you've, wait, is that a joke that you've heard before? No, that's off the dome right there, baby. That's that's on me. Really? See, you are a comedian honing his craft. Are you suggesting that I need to tell that joke seven more times and it might get funny? I don't know. I think uh, it's not that it wasn't funny. Um, it, it does have the style of a joke, despite not really being a joke. Cadence of a joke. Yeah. <laughs> so many of the things I'm you impressed. need for something to be a joke are in there. I'm impressed. I have to say I'm impressed. It was a little long. Oh, that's my favorite kind. Not really much of a payoff. <laughs> Make sure you roll your eyes. But it did take 10 minutes. I, got, I guess I was like hung up on the sand cup. But yeah, <laughs> there might be a better way to get to that. But I wanted to indicate that you I got, couldn't go to the bathroom good. Wait, is the bar on a boat? Could it be like you're on a boat bar? Is that a, a thing? Do you think this is the best way to spend our time is punching out my incredibly terrible joke for the last 10 minutes of the podcast? <laughs> I just think like maybe like if we're expecting a porpoise in the end, it might help. If you're expecting a porpoise like, in the end, dot, 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 that could be the name of a podcast. I think if you're just like, if you're, if you're at sea or like sea adjacent. Yeah, that's really the problem with the joke is that it's hard to envision another a context in which I can tell it that doesn't start with someone telling me they recently saw a porpoise. I'm just not sure, like, if you told it in another context, any people would even like register. That oh no, no, you're exact. I mean, there's you're being <laughs> kind when you say you're not sure. There's no context other than someone has to say, I saw, a por-. like, that's why I went back and was like, so you said, you said, like, I have to reset that back up because if we don't hit that again, yeah. now, honestly, I was just, because you said I saw two porpoises <laughs> at the end and I was like, I'm not going to change the joke. We're just going to do it with that. I, I considered making it like me and my buddy both went to the urinal and then I looked over the yeah. thing and you know what I saw? I saw two porpoises. <laughs> two porpoises. <laughs> I like that. There's layers to that one that are, are you know, something to work on. There's something to consider. I'm not going to say this is the new con. I'm not. I, it can't be the new concept for the show. Poor pisses. Uh, uh, punching up my bad jokes. But can I tell you another bad joke? Yeah, you can. I appreciate that you're asking consent. Yeah. Hmm. That makes it feel worse. Um <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I've actually been getting a lot of work done around the apartment here. And I, uh-huh. I, I have a bunch of subcontractors in here all the time. And they are, I guess they're trying to do their best, but it's really, they, they, they just do a terrible job. And like, if you're not like micromanaging and telling them every single thing you want them to do, they just won't do it. But as soon as you tell them specifically what to do, they just, they, it's like they get off on it. They just immediately will do it. They love it. It sucks. I am never again going to hire subcontractors. Next time I'm going to hire dom contractors. (laughs) 
No, no, no. It's that's perfect. Okay, now, now, and, and maybe this proves your point. I have told that just the before. right length. Just it, the right it, length. it's still really long for one line at the end. <laughs> but uh, that, no, I think that was really good. Okay. Uh, so you're, what you're saying is, in within three weeks, maybe I can have poor pisses up to wait, something that's actually worth like, talking about. No, I, I don't know what I. I can't articulate my thought. I don't know what I'm saying, so never mind. <laughs> Dom contractors, name for a podcast. It's not good. It's not good. Dom contractors. I just like. I think it matters if you're a sub or a dom. So I guess. The, yeah, I mean that, that is kind of a flaw in the joke. I should really set myself up somehow as being a dom early, but then I can't. The punchline. No, I can't. That the whole reveal is that. Yeah. I guess what you like the the expert version of this joke would set it up that I want the contractors to boss me around. And I don't. I yeah. don't have that. I, this is this is as far as I'm willing to go with this joke. Yeah. It <laughs> well, also. Uh, is there a way we can combine these jokes? <laughs> the Dom made me do poor pisses, something along. Like, I wanted to piss good, but I wasn't allowed to, and I liked that somehow. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, boy. I don't. I, now we're cooking. I think uh, having better jokes to start with might be the good angle here, and I don't think we got them. Uh, well. well hey it's been a great time and it really has i think here, here's here's my takeaway i think that seagulls being naughty is the best podcast concept but it's not good enough so we're not going to change it and maybe this can be a recurring segment on sauce talk where each week i watch for exciting potential uh, new titles that just come up organically, and then at the end of the episode, we evaluate like, is that good enough to replace Sauce Talk? And in theory, the answer will always be no, but if it ever happens, then we'll just have a new show. And that's a good way to just like take things away from other people, too. So, like, no one else can have it because you've already floated it. According to you, you get to just say you did Sauce Talk and take <laughs> that away from me. I don't know. <laughs> I think that <laughs> if anyone has made it this far, I think um, they're probably on oh, my side. The porpoise joke was everybody's going to assume that that was as bad as it was going to get and shut it off right there. They're like, wow, Johnny let the music ride a long time at the end of this one. There's yeah. still seven minutes left. But what the fuck ever? I'm shutting it off. That made me want to fucking throw yeah. up. Hey, yeah. Margaret, I won't it take lower. It, 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 lower. The jokes got better. <laughs> Margaret, it's been real. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I've had an excellent time. As have I. Best wishes in the intervening days.